Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Robotics. I'm your host, Nikki Russo, CEO and founder of Exaptic, a robotics company based in Melbourne. It gives me great pleasure to introduce you to my guest today. Tim Michael is a highly respected Sydney journalist and public relations executive with more than 25 years experience in media and media related industries. He worked as a senior policy advisor and media advisor to five government ministers before establishing a successful public relations and marketing company in Sydney. But most importantly, and why Tim is on the show today, is he is the editor of Inside Robotics, a bi-monthly e-magazine featuring the latest global trends in robotics and automation. Welcome to the show, Tim, and thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, Nikki, and, um, and let me congratulate you on this new podcast series. It's a, it's a great initiative and, and a great way to spread the word about robotics. Oh, thanks so much, Tim. As you know, I think I mentioned to you, it sort of stemmed from the 2018 robotics uh, roadmap in Australia that um, it was found that not a lot of people know about each other in Australia. And I'm, I'm using this mainly as a medium just to introduce people to each other. And um, yeah, I hope it's working. It sure, it certainly is. So, Tim, you editor of the uh, Inside Robotics, like this, this has sort of got me, um, when I looked at your resume and everything, how did, how did this happen? Well, uh, going back many years, when, when I started my career as a cadet journalist with the Daily Telegraph, I, I was covering at that stage everything from politics to sport, but uh, never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be one day uh, writing about robotics. Um, in in those those days, the only robotics I knew about were probably the, the Jetsons and, and R2-D2 from Star Wars. But uh, the world has obviously changed a lot since then. And um, the, the truth is really I, I stumbled on this new career. I um, uh, After leaving newspapers, I did a stint in government, as you mentioned, and, and uh, worked as a media advisor before branching out into PR. Um, but journalism was always my, my main passion and about 10 or 12 years ago I was offered an opportunity to edit a uh, national manufacturing magazine called Industry Update, which was the, the market leader at that, at that time. And uh, the publication basically covered traditional manufacturing, you know, things like materials handling, um, cutting machines, cleaning equipment, pneumatics and, and the like. Um, and it was from then I started to take an interest in the world of robotics. And um, it was obvious to me then that it was about to become the next big thing. And uh, I was approached by another uh, publisher to launch uh, the Robotics e-magazine, and um, I guess you could say the rest is history. So how long how long has the magazine been going for? Um, we launched Inside Robotics in 2016, and um, at that time we were the only marketplace in, or the only publication in the Southern Hemisphere at that stage with a total focus on robotics. And um, I think that still applies. I, I, there's no other publications I know of that, that, that just have a, a one focus on, on the world of robotics. Um, so we now have you know, about 8,000 plus subscribers on our database and, and they represent a broad range of, of industries, you know, including advanced manufacturing, uh, medical sector, uh, things like agriculture, mining, uh, pharmaceutical, 
and, and also there's, there's mums and dads out there that, that um, have an interest in new technology. So, um, you know, we've, we've been growing our database um, steadily. Oh, well, look, I hope after our podcast today um, and I'll be tagging schools and teachers and things so that they also know about your, your fabulous uh, publication that comes out. So where are most of your subscribers based? Um, they're mostly they're mostly national. It's from um, they're from all parts of Australia. We have a few overseas subscribers, um, but yeah, we, we, it's 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 mainly a local interest. Um, but there are, as I say, there, there are people in other parts of the world that are interested in what we're 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 doing with robotics um, in Australia, and and we are doing some groundbreaking things at the moment. Oh, definitely. Now, how do you find the stories that you report on? Because on average, I mean, I think um, just flicking through your editions, at least 30 pages of stories that you're reporting on. That's, that's a fair bit of reporting going on there. Sure. No, no, many of our stories come from international news sources, but um, whenever we can, we, you know, we always try to find a local angle. Um, and, you know, although, although we don't manufacture robots in this, uh, in this country on a large scale, um, our researchers um, are conducting some world-leading studies on robotics, you know, to keep, to keep us ahead of the curve. And, and um, some of our local manufacturers are doing some amazing work in that area as well. Um, you know, I just wrote a story recently about, about a company called Ocular Robotics who's, who's developed some groundbreaking um, new technology called Robot Eye. It's basically um, a new uh, robotics vision system. And, um, you know, it's now being deployed on autonomous vehicles uh, for the US Defence Forces. So they, they recognise overseas the work we're doing here. And um, so, so there's, there's no shortage of uh, local robotics news as well. Yeah, I think what's possibly been mentioned in other forums is Australians aren't great at uh, trumping their own horn or blowing their own horn, whatever the, the saying is, you know, like they're very, uh, she'll be right, Matt, and we don't actually have to sort of make a big fanfare, but I think actually they should. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we should let the, know, the world know what, what we're doing down here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very exciting. So, um, yeah, it's time to spread the word. Definitely. So have you seen any trends over the years that you've been reporting? Well, one of the best things about, about this job is that the, the industry is, is constantly evolving. You know, every year you see some incredible advancements in, in the technology. Um, you know, I, I suppose initially it was fair to say that Australian industry was, was slow to, to embrace robotics. Um, you know, it's probably a fear of the unknown and, and the, the probably a cost factor as well. But um, now I'm pleased to say that, that, that you know, that's rapidly changing and, and more businesses out there, are, uh, you know, are, are recognising the advantages of, of, um, of automating their businesses, you know, in terms of improving productivity and profitability. And, um, you know, it's, it's certainly um, the, the message is, is, is definitely spreading. And I think, I think um, now businesses realise if, if they don't automate, um, they won't survive or they just can't compete on a, on a global scale. Um, you know, I see, I see trends all the time, you know, like even in the current environment with, with, the, with the global pandemic, um, you know, this has certainly changed the world as we know it. And, you know, with, with social distancing now and, and the threat of infection, uh, we're now seeing more robots deployed in, in the healthcare sector, you know, to perform a, a variety of tasks, you know, like um, um, to, to ensure there's no human contact, you know, the, the, 
robots are now being used to, to take patients' temperatures, you know, to deliver medical supplies and, and, um, and meals and equipment and, you know, and disinfect hospitals and medical centres. And, and I think that trend will obviously continue uh, definitely in the current climate and, and, and going forward. Yeah, I think it's sort of um, COVID has sort of it's pivoted people to a quicker adoption rate than would normally. Certainly, like telepresence robots, um, you know, I've got hospitals and aged care facilities now using these these type of robots that traditionally it would have taken me some talking to even get them just to trial it. Now suddenly it's you know well obviously the technology is there, so it's a no-brainer actually. Absolutely, that's a, it's a perfect example. Yeah. So, so how many people are in the team working with you? Uh, well, I'm I'm working full time on the editorial side, and we, and we also uh, use a number of contributors both here and overseas, and uh, and we also have a sales staff, a, a, des a designer, and um, and an admin staff. So, but hopefully, when our economy finally recovers, you know, we'll be able to expand our team. Yeah. So do you do any advertising like for people looking for jobs or like if someone wanted to approach and put something on the magazine, is there scope for that? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's opportunities there uh, for them to do that. Um, you know, if they want to promote their products, we can certainly help them do that. And um, yeah, we're, we're happy to promote any, any technology that they may have developed. Uh, uh, as I say, engineers traditionally are, are reluctant to blow their trumpet, um, yeah. but, but you know, we encourage people to do that because you know, we really want the world to know about the, you know, the, the amazing things we're doing down here. Fabulous. So in all the stories that you've covered, like what's inspired you most? Um, well, to be honest with you, you know, I, I love um, inspirational stories that, that um, demonstrate, um, you know, how, how robotics is, is contributing to society and helping, to, you know, to make the world a better place. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, we're, you know, we're seeing a number of stories now how, how robots are being used to protect, you know, frontline medical staff and, and keep people connected in isolation and, and, and in lockdown and, and you know, you're... you're Temi telepresence robot is a prime example, as you, as you mentioned. Um, you know, th these, these robots are now being used in aged care facilities to keep elderly people in touch with their loved ones, or they're helping students in remote areas to, to connect with, with classmates. Um, and, and, you know, again, one of the most inspiring stories, you know, that's come across my desk has been your new QT robot, which is now changing the lives of children with autism. And, you know, that's just a fabulous thing, you know. So who would have thought, you know, that a robot could make such a difference, you know, to a young life? And, and those, those sort of stories really inspire me. And, um, you know, like, like many people out, out there, I'm in awe of, um, you know, the new technology that's now available. And, um, you know, it, it's, ex it's certainly an ex exciting space to be involved in. So speaking of technology, are you um, very active on social media? Do you have Facebook? And, and um, we, we, we are, but I must, I must confess, um, time often beats me. You know, I'd, I'd like to be tweeting every day. I'd like to be posting more. I'd like to be writing more, um, you know, content for our social media network. But uh, that's, that's something that uh, is a work in progress. Well, I'm always fascinated to ask my... Um, 
my guess because you know social media and our addiction to it and how do we manage this and do you you know i i find myself that's um i'm often on my phone way past when i should be off my phone and it's it's mostly for work because i'm working in different time zones with people that's you know that we're sorting stuff out but it's um you know it can be a very divisive little you know Technology is great, but there does come a point where you go, okay, put your phone down, close your laptops, and just take a break. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's hard to get away from it now, but but it's a it's a very cost-effective way to just to stay in touch and, and to communicate with your audience. I must I must admit, so uh, that's it's something that uh, it's on our to-do list. So, in terms of your, you know, when you're interviewing people overseas and. How do you think they view Australia's capabilities in, in robotics and automation? And, and I mean, you've touched on it briefly, but if you can give me some more detail there, what do you think we should be doing? I, I think Australia seems to be punching above its weight in, in a number of different areas, you know, including sport and, and now technology. You know, our, our, you know, our, our cutting edge research um, in this area, you know, is now being recognised across the globe, as, as we mentioned before. Um, and for example, you know, the, the work being carried out by Professor Peter Cork and his team up at um, QTU and the, the Centre for, for Excellence, you know, for robotic vision, um, you know, it's all world leading stuff. And, and you know, for, for the past two years, Professor Cork's been running online robotics courses for people globally, which is, uh, you know, which is something that's never happened before. And, um, you know, I, I read recently where that more than something like 125,000 people from 175 different countries have now taken part in, in, in his courses and um, he's, they've had about 750,000 lessons in robotics. So, I mean, we can't get a better advertisement for our robotics industry than that. No, it's amazing. And I think they're all free, aren't they? They are. It's a free yeah. online course. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's a as soon as I'm finished here, yeah, that's where I'm heading. The other major universities in Australia all now has a, have a strong focus on, on robotics and, and, you know, mechatronics. Um, you know, when, when it comes to, to IT and robotics, uh, the, you know, the team at Data61 at CSIRO, you know, is, is up there with the, with the world's best. So, you know, as I say, we're doing some amazing things in this country. Yeah, and I think with the uh, Robotics Roadmap 2020, I think a lot of it's going to come out in that because they've certainly um, expanded the industries that they were looking at. And I think that's going to be up for publication early 2021. I think they're hoping for that. I'm looking forward to the release of that. I mean, that um, that was a great initiative by, by Dr. Sue Kay, as you know, and, and um, it, it's been a long time coming, but but it's it will basically give Australia, a, you know, a great starting point, you know, to uh, to progress and, and to go forward. And, and it will put, you know, uh, Australian robotics on the map. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So employees across the globe are fearful of job losses as more business look to automate. Do you think they should be concerned? Um, well, I've always been a, a, a glass full kind of guy, if you, if you like. Um, you know, I, I, sure, robots are going to cause job losses in many industries, um, but these are mainly going to be the jobs that no one really wants. And, um, you know, the concept of 3Ds in robotics is well known. That's... Um, Robotics is per per perfectly suited to jobs that are either dirty, dangerous, or dull. 
And I think you'll find that a lot of those monotonous jobs and repetitious, tedious tasks will eventually go. And um, so will employers, employees, I should say, um, being exposed to highly dangerous jobs. Um, you know, for instance, robots are now being employed, de um, deployed by the mining industry um, to, you know, to work underground. Um, they, they've been used to, to work at, at heights. They've been used, you know, for people working in confined spaces. Um, you know, early, earlier this month, researchers at the University of Technology in Sydney announced that they've developed a, uh, a robot that can now um, inspect sewerage pipes to, so that humans no longer have to go down there and be exposed to, to all those, those germs. And, you know, I think, I think you find that all of these new initiatives are going to be aimed at improving workplace safety. And, um, you know, the, the good news is that, that as, uh, you know, if, if we lose those jobs, uh, the good news is that they're going to create plenty of, of new jobs and, and more creative jobs and more enjoyable jobs. Um, you know, I, I note that there was a report which, again, Professor Cork was involved in that, that said that um, in the next decade that, that robotic, the robotics industry will grow our economy by something like 1.5%. Which will translate to about to almost half a million new jobs. So, uh, so I don't think we have anything to fear there. Well, and I also think with the COVID um, events, like where we would have been slow with our manufacturing, we've actually pivoted quite quickly. Just as an example, face masks now being produced in Australia simply because we just couldn't get them here. Yes, yes, and that's that's another a good example of, of you know where where um, robotics is, is is helping the world. You know, and that's um, you know, it's a, it's a, another great initiative, not only here but um, you know globally. So, I always ask this of everyone: robotics is a very male-dominated industry. How do we attract more women to it? Um, it's true that traditionally robotics has been pretty much male dominated, um, you know, but, but thankfully I think that that's slowly changing. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that women have the same amount of talent and skill set needed to succeed in that sector. Um, but previously I, I'm sure women felt intimidated uh, that, that, you know, about joining this, the, so, the so-called boys club and were reluctant to do so. And I think that uh, prevented a lot of women from pursuing that as a career. Um, but it's, it's encouraging to see now that both state and federal governments are, getting, are really getting behind a push to get more women involved in, in studying STEM subjects and, and using uh, that as a career path. And, um, you know, if, if, if robotics is going to be the next big thing, as we, as we all expect, then we're certainly going to need more people to learn about the technology. And, you know, I would, I would certainly encourage, you know, more females to strongly consider robotics as a career option, because um, I'm sure there's going to be some exciting opportunities going forward. Well, definitely. Even if it's just the STEM career path, that they're actually taking the right subjects that they okay, once they're at university to do it. I read an article about it um, that teachers actually have quite a big influence over children um, and, and their career. Like if they naturally got natural aptitude in maths and science, et cetera, these girls normally do go forward, but it de depends very much on the cluster. So the cohort of other girls, what are they doing? And that's how the humanities versus the STEM sort of splits up there. But I think, 
um, teachers do actually have a responsibility to actually educate the students, telling them what the career paths are and the money that's involved in this because STEM, STEM careers attract far more money than the humanities. So, you know, I think when people are making career choices, um, they don't necessarily know like this salary versus this salary and it's just a slight deviation. I know which one I'd be going for if I was a young lady again. Hopefully the message it will start to get through and, and I'm sure, as I say, I think it's, it's, it's slowly changing, but, um, you know, changing for the better. Yeah, it's a, it's a combined effort and, um, you know, it's teachers, it's, um, it's companies investing in women, um, giving grants and things like I, I, it's not just the government, you know, like it's a, it's a bottom up, top down thing. Everyone needs to work on it, in my opinion. Yes, I, I agree, and, and it should it should start at that school level, so that um, you know that when 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 girls get into high school, uh, it's it's something that they can look forward to. Yeah. So, can you see a day when nearly every home in advanced nations will have a robot to help with domestic tasks? I mean, I know we've got the Roombas. I bought myself this little vacuum cleaner that I nearly flipped out the window. It annoyed me that much. But you know, what do you think of this? Yeah, well, I, I think that's all starting to happen now. You know, people are becoming more aware of uh, the, the technology that's available out there. It's becoming more affordable. You know, like many homes now are using smart devices like Google Home and Alexa. And, you know, and voice control controlled robots will be a natural extension of that. Um, you know, and as you say, many more families are now using robo vacuum cleaners and, and robotic lawn mowers and window cleaners, uh, you know, to help with the chores. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's be, be starting to become more widespread. I think in coming years, I'm sure we're going to see more social and telepresence robots, you know, playing a greater role in, in the home and in people's lives. Um, you know, so, social or companion robots have, have been proven uh, to be beneficial to provide, um, you know, interaction for elderly people, you know, particularly those with, with conditions like dementia or, or uh, use for educational purposes for, for children. And, um, you know, who knows? I think, you know, eventually we might see more people using robots, uh, you know, to, to, to help with general chores around the house, you know, to, to make meals or to go and fetch your slippers. Um, you know, so I think uh, the, the, the robot re revolution has well and truly arrived. Yeah, I think it's a it's an education process to let people know. Uh, you know, when I started with the, the company about five and a half years ago, I think predominantly when I mentioned to people um, telepresence, they didn't have a clue what I was talking about. And I'm still mindful of it today when I speak to people that I mustn't just assume people know about it because I do it. And, um, you know, the adoption rates of, you know, Flippy, the pancake flipper, there are now places where you can get coffee that is completely automated. Um, there are stores where the food is completely robotically assembled, cooked and flipped out. The human is the only one sort of serving it to people. So I do think um, you're right. It's a question of how quickly in Australia this adoption rate is going to be. And, and, and I'm sure as, when people sort of discover the benefits and the advantages of, of using a robot um, and, and the, the affordability factor, as I say, that, that's um, been prohibitive in the past, but that's, that's changing as well. I, I think you'll see definitely start seeing you know, a change in the landscape. 
Yeah. So Tim, now for the audience out there, if someone wants to um, publish a story in, in your e-magazine, how would they go about this? Where's they, the best place to contact you? They can contact me um, via email, um, which is, uh, my address should be on our website, but if it's not, it's just editor at insiderobotics.com.au and uh, I'd be happy to receive uh, any submissions and you know, we're always looking for, for content and compelling news stories uh, so no more than welcome um, you know any, any offerings super Tim thank you so much for your time today I'll put this out on LinkedIn all social media teachers everything every child in Australia should be reading this e-magazine of youth everyone should be reading it in my opinion so thanks very much for your time it was great chatting to you my pleasure Nikki and good luck with the podcast thank you so much thank you bye